Hello and welcome to the Keylock Christmas Loud Shirt Birthday Special. I'm away in Joe Manger. With me this week, as always, is Mr. Aaron Keylock. The doors at the inn. There's no room left. And Johnny Hodson of God. How's everybody doing? <laughs> it took him three goals to get through that. Uh... <laughs> to be fair, Aaron's is wordy and dreadful. So. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh. I mean, with mine and with mine and Johnny's, it was like there's sort of a link there. But then with Aaron's, I was like, yeah. I have not a clue. There's nothing to do with Christmas that has the word lock in it. So away um, in danger. Oh, oh believe fantastic. me, that was the uh, the joke every year. Was everybody would forget somehow that my name sounded a bit like manger, and so as soon as as soon as manger came out, everyone was like, oh, it sounds like Joe's name. So yeah, it's uh, something <laughs> I've dealt with all my life. That one. That's fabulous, man. Like, I, I, that's one of those things that I'd kind of look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least, yeah, it's uh, it's better than, than, than some of them could have been. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, welcome, everyone. This is um, our our totally pre-planned, um, well-executed birthday Christmas loud shirt special. Um, it's, it's my birthday on the 19th, which is tomorrow when this podcast comes out and it's Aaron's birthday on the 23rd and as of today day of recording it is mm -hmm. a fellow reverend Mr Billy Gibbons and Paul Rogers birthday it is yeah there you go and We're it's my nephew school. Will's birthday as well so on uh, today so um, as influential in the musical world as the two aforementioned guys absolutely yeah he's just started learning guitar so that's a, a very true statement <laughs> He can he can play a seven nation army like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> He'd go down well at most Premier League football grounds. Most oh, Premier League, absolutely, yeah. A seven nation army chant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I haven't planned absolutely anything for this week's podcast because we thought we'd wing it. Um, I mean, it, it goes might... for for the rest of the podcast that everything else was completely winged. So. Uh, I, I, there's definitely people listening now going he plans the rest of them the oh, other yeah. stuff no <laughs> <laughs> about, about three seconds of thought that goes into the podcast most i mean i spent more time thinking about what shirt i was gonna wear than, than uh, <laughs> anything else that we're gonna do today so um but yeah this is my my brand new um i'll, I'll get it out for the for the lads um brand new ebay shirt that johnny hudson has finally convinced me to to buy an ebay shirt yeah. And this was I the feel one that I'm... high already. Hi, <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot louder than it looked in the pictures. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll forgive it for that. I mean, it's it's basically just. I mean, it's a slightly torn down version of my four pound shirt. I think it's it's mm. it's slightly more dark than than the four pound shirt is. So it's I'm doing better than than four that. English pounds. Four English sterling English pounds. English sterling <laughs> pounds. For those of you that aren't aware, I mean, I feel like it's it's a well-known story, but uh, there's podcast listeners that might not know it. Um, it was last year. There's a video. Last year. There is a video, yeah. Um, but I was in, in a top man and came across a wildly loud shirt for only £4. I could not believe... I mean, this shirt was probably How sold for like... How much? It was four, four English pounds, Johnny. Can you believe that? £4. Um the shirt was probably sold for like 30, 40 quid and down to four pounds. So I was like, you know, this is the time. 
to invest in the four pound shirt. So I, I um, can't imagine why the, the reduction was so much. No, I mean, surely everybody wouldn't have wanted to wear something so outlandishly loud yeah. that you know they would draw every bit of attention from any room they're in. Yeah, to the yeah. four pound shirt. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, there was I think only one left that was in my size. So flying based off on that. It, it must have been flying off the shelves. I mean, it was probably there for three years, but flying off the shelves. It was all right. Yeah. So, so yeah, this is my new my new four pound shirt, which was eight pounds, double the price. Not not acceptable for for more double muted colours. You'd expect. Um, is it double the shirt? I don't think it is. You what? Is it double the shirt? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. It's annoying. I mean, I wish this was two pounds because then like. You know, everything would be getting like half in in cost, and then eventually I'd end up with like some four pence, ridiculous like feathers coming out the top of it, kind of outlandish shirt. Um, <laughs> just paying you. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> now, that's something that I am open to is the the prospect of people paying me a shirt to wear unbelievably loud shirts. But yeah, this is the dream. This is the dream. I you know when I think you said edgy. I think edgy was in the description as well. So I went edgy. Yeah, yeah. I kind of went more traditional Joe edgy and went for a Zara. Yeah, Absolutely, like, nothing wrong with a bit of Zara. No, no. Again, from eBay. Yeah, I, yeah. Everything I, I own from eBay. I mean, yours is also edgy in the sense that it's very angular in the in the old V neck there. That's a good bit of cleave on <laughs> on the show there. Oh, bit of hair. Oh. oh. <laughs> I've only got eight. Six of those are borrowed. <laughs> so, Aaron, um, yours looks yeah, like a, what's... a dream dragon, is it? It is a dream dragon. Look at that. Very nice. They're beautiful. I absolutely love dream dragon stuff. I just wish I could afford one. <laughs> now, well, I don't want to speak badly about someone, <laughs> but... Uh, there's a company in Camden that will buy them in from Dream Dragon and sell them for almost double the price. Bloody hell. In the shop, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you'd need to because to pay for a Camden rent, that's... Uh... Yeah, it's not yeah, too bad true. on his website, but... To be fair, though, um, I I am the proud owner and wearer of a Dream Dragon. Essentially, um, Mr. Keylock still didn't know how to order things in his size. Which is Only thing is, Johnny, the worst thing is, I had that custom made for my sizes. I sent him my sizes. So Aaron meshed himself and then sent it over completely wrong. So, yeah, so I think I'm, I mixed up the inches and centimetres or something, I guess. I don't I, know. I'm quite considerably bigger than you. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, it fits Johnny like a glove. So you did something right. Um, there you go. You know, didn't come out and it was like shorter than it was wide or anything daft like that. So, <laughs> one massive arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm I'm the beneficiary of uh, a couple of uh, your size faux pas, man. I'm looking forward to getting that denim shirt. Actually, rock not. That I, I clearly haven't got enough denim shirts. No, I don't yeah. think you do. And it's no. the rock mount. Yeah, beautiful one. Just it fits. Yeah. If it oh, but, it's my big just keep passing them on, man. Just keep passing them on. <laughs> yeah. Face to the fucking uh, the wardrobe <laughs> in, in the dressing room gets the best clover. I mean, to be fair, that at some point we we probably would have like a kind of clothes free for all and just 
start wearing each other's stuff. Have you ever stuff, wondered cause... why you never see all five of us in the same room at the same time? I mean, we record we record all of these separately, and then <laughs> we start wearing each other's clothes. <laughs> so, uh, what's everyone drinking today? Because I mean, I've got I've gone for the controversial choice, according to the lads, of both a cup of tea and a Jack Daniels lemonade. Because <laughs> I, I think... was informed just before we started that we were going for for boozy drinks, so I improvised went for Jack and lemonade. Um, I think Jack and Lemonade's quite controversial on its own, man. Oh, absolutely, it is, yeah. yeah. I mean, Southern Comfort Lemonade, everyone can deal with. Yeah. As soon as you get Jack Daniels on the go, everyone's like, what, what are you doing? It's, it's yeah, not yeah. right. But, I mean, it just mm. tastes like whiskey and lemonade, so, or, or bourbon and lemonade, I should say. We've got the... Uh... Well, not, not to be picky, but Jack Daniels is a sour mash. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, say, I, get, get, getting some wrong in front of the uh, the whiskey aficionados. Uh. I, I'm going for uh, old moats, obviously alcohol free. Actually, it's pronounced old moot. So, hoisted <laughs> 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 with my own petard. Uh, yeah, wait, these are these are currently, and I haven't got shares in them or anything, but these are currently 89 pence in Oman bargain. Right, so. We're going to get into this right now. This is something that I've heard you mention multiple, multiple times on the podcast, is the shop. <laughs> Say it again for, for everyone so they hear it nice and clearly. Home and bargain. Now, mm-hmm. where I'm from, we have, we have like, a, it's a big chain store. There's, there's, they're all over the place. It's a shop called Home Bargains, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Is your sh- can you confirm that your shop is a different shop and has the and or are you just lying to everyone? No, no. So, as far as I am aware, mm-hmm. Home and Bargain uh, was is a Liverpool company. Home Home Bargains, yeah, is a Liverpool company. It started right. in Liverpool. Its first shop was here. Okay, and it was called Home and Bargain. Home Bar- and then they changed it. And then it's they changed the it. Company. And then when it went bigger, they changed it. But Scousers will unanimously call it Home and Bargain. So I you don't can't know. tell me if I say the name that's above the door. It's just one of them, man. It, it's, it will always be Even the people at work there call it Home and Bargain. See, what I don't get is... Is the home no, separate to the bargain... Because yeah, it doesn't make sense, but that's that's what it's called. <laughs> home bargains I mean, definitely makes more sense. It's definitely not called home and bargains because they changed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just one of those things that, like, I, I think Scousers are pretty set in our ways with certain things. You know what I mean? And and <laughs> the name yeah. of home and bargain is one of them. I um, agree with I've, that. <laughs> I've, I've tried. I've tried to kind of re uh, recalibrate my brain. It doesn't hmm. go. You know. Um, there's a, well, there's a shopping centre in Liverpool called Belle Vale. I don't know, eight, ages ago, people might... I don't know if anyone remembers this, but Will Smith took his daughter to the McDonald's in, in Belle Vale. And right. let me tell you, um, it's not the most idyllic or scenic part of my fine, fine city. It's... Um, especially at the time, uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a dump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it was quite quite the story when when Will Smith took his took his daughter to the uh, to the McDonald's in in Belleville. But they that 
when I my first memories of it was that was a, there was a home and bargain there, and mm. then it swapped its name and rebranded, and it had like it was just became a bit more slick. But yeah, as far Fair as enough. I know, li- I'll, Liverpool. I'll, um, I'll give yeah. you that because I just thought you were daft. So <laughs> at least yeah, I, I can understand that. <laughs> there, there is an excuse behind it. I was like, is he just reading the sign wrong, or is there a different yeah. shop, or is it like? Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, I'll, I'll give you. Like, if, if every scouse is wrong, then uh, you have yeah. the right to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a great phrase: if you can't be right, be wrong the loudest. And if anyone's yeah, going to be, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest. I'm still going to call it the right way. That's fine. Yeah, because you're not a scouser, so yeah, uh, yeah. Because otherwise, you just can't. Of the door. No, again, this is true, um, and I understand all this, but. Um, I'm you just like it the old way. Trying to think of another example. You know, like if a pub changes its name. Yeah. People, mm. Like there's a pub in Liverpool that was for years. It was called Scream. Scream's a chain as well. Um, but it was it was like Scream, the hope on anchor. Like you know the way Weatherspoons. You call them all Weatherspoons. You don't say I'm gonna go to the Thomas Trust. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just Weatherspoons. It's I think it's like the same thing. Fair play. I'm, I'm glad we've uh, we've cleared that up for everyone so that uh, I can stop thinking that you're going insane and seeing Anne's where there aren't any. Gone. Went. <laughs> Joanne Major. So um, while we're on the kind of topic of, of random stuff, it's about time we, we took a detour back to a segment that we debuted in this season. It's, um... I thought you were going for lemons and peaches then. I was going to say... Oh, no, no. Day. Yeah. We're going, for the, we're going for the ultimate short podcast. We're going to do a, like a 50-minute lemons and peaches, 10-minute actual <laughs> chatter. Um, no, this, this is um, This Week I Learned. Um, so this is the segment where I, I learn stuff. Usually on a weekly basis. I, I, I haven't learned anything for the past few weeks because I've been saving them up for this week. Um, Guy, crab sticks do not actually contain any crab. Today's um, I've got two. I, these are both from previous weeks, but I didn't. I, I kept the segment on on the lowdown. Um, this is the first Cheeky. one. Is is something that is extremely obvious but and you'll see what i mean it's it's so bizarre to be true that you'd think it would be false right did did you are, are you aware that the michelin star is the actual tire company that does that yes yeah what? you know the michelin star like a michelin star chef he hasn't got a clue what you're talking about you know the tire company michelin it's the same the tire company makes the stars. It's not like a, a coincidence that they're named the same. It, isn't it something to do with uh, they sponsored the track? Like the idea was it was like a travel thing. You'd travel to see them. Right. That I makes think. sense. Now, don't, before anyone jumps on me, that that's just something that's echoing about in the back of my head. It's like, you know, those kind of like those random bits of shite that I constantly come out with. Yeah. I can yeah. Always, like, imagine like this kind of like, Secretary kind of guy, like he's oh we've heard about Michelin stars. Quick, go to the the files. They're quick. Uh, oh, it, uh, we think it's this. We think it's this. Send it to the front. And then it just I mean, comes out. That makes the most sense. That that that's yeah. the only reason I could think why the tire company would start. You know, 
handing out stars to to restaurants and stuff. I mean, it explains why the Michelin man's chubby ass because he keeps bloody eating all the burgers. Uh, also explains why Gordon Ramsay's so fuming all the time. He's got the Michelin man over his shoulder going, give me burgers. Oh, yeah. Is, is uh, the Michelin man, right? And I love this. The Michelin man in French is called Monsieur Bebendium. Is that uh, just a literal translation of Michelin Man, or is there uh, some? I'm not sure, but this um, again, this is, you know those those like like I've just mentioned those random bits of shit where the the, the file comes out. This is what we have on Michelin. Yeah. Michelin Man in, in French is Monsieur Bebendium. You're right. <laughs> there, there you go. You never fail to amaze me with the amount of shit you pick up, like just random. And it's the stick. most random pieces. It sticks. Like, um, like which can... we played France, I guarantee the only thing you'd be able to say is that. And also the coffee oh, and stuff. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Le> um, <laughs> uh, but in in like I like Monsieur Bibendium's good, but I like in French SpongeBob SquarePants' translation is Bob La Ponge. Like the French do not care about the fact that he's got square kecks. The fact that he's a sponge called Bob, Bob the Sponge. Bob the Sponge, yeah. <laughs> Bob the Sponge. Right. Old enough for the French. Like, ha! No, yeah. <laughs> Bob the Sponge. Square pants, never! <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the first one. Then the second one is, is sort of back on track for something that's relatively music-related, um, something that I saw a couple of weeks back. Were you both aware that Ronnie Wood is selling chocolate? No. Right? Now there is there is a link he's he's you know he's like an artist, right? Yeah. He's putting his, yeah. he's putting his artwork on the the packaging for for chocolate bars. Right. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> why? It's like it's like 50 quid for a set of like five five bars, but I mean they've got his artwork on so they're like a, a relatively a collector's item, but you don't want to eat the chocolate because the chocolate's not going to last, and then you just have wrappers with wrappers his artwork with, on. My brother just buy a painting. He did exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, Even if it was just prints, yeah, as in yeah. prints, as in not prints, prints. Hi. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it seemed like there was um, there were some nice flavors on the go. It was all stuff that I was like, I'd actually eat that. Um, Ronnie Wood. That surprises me. Is it his own brand or has he done an artwork for a chocolate brand? I'm not sure. Right, so I'm on uh, a website called Chocolate with Drama, Sweet Theatre. Um, in, it's in collaboration with Ronnie Wood, so it's like some other chocolate thing um, Is the with Ronnie Wood's art on the front. Is Just like Alex James and Cheese. Uh, probably, yeah. So you've got the, uh, the mint flavour, orange, dark chocolate, white chocolate, salted caramel, and milk chocolate. It's a good selection there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you can... I wasn't uh, the mint. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's nice. Some of the, some of the artwork that's on it. I wonder Apologies. Apologies from... Uh, like listeners. You what? I wonder if he'll do some album artwork if we ask nicely. Yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, let's ask. I mean, <laughs> we already need him on the podcast because he's in the intro and it would just be nice to be like, and here's Ron Wood, and it'll happen <laughs> be there. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then we, we can ask him to do our album artwork as well. Yeah. You know, white white chocolate isn't actually chocolate. No. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I am aware. It's just fat, isn't it? It's like uh, cocoa fat. Um, and what is a crab cake? 
crab stick. They don't contain any crab. What is crab? I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, we, we, we could go down a real kind of like, what is crab? And really yeah. what crab is for the next, you know, 40 minutes and bore everyone senseless. But I don't eat fish I mean, food. I, I don't have anything better to do, so uh, let's delve in. <laughs> yeah, let's delve into what crab sticks are. Please, yeah. please write in the comments what, what crab sticks are. What Shit. they mean to you. Not not what, what they are, mean? what they are to you. What, what are crab sticks to you? Are they a, a feeling? Are they an emotion? That's the same thing. Are they a state of mind? Is, Are uh, they turn on? If so, seek help. That's not seek. Seek help. That's seek help. <laughs> there's there's a good joke somewhere <laughs> in that. <laughs> if, if you're if you're attracted to fish, seek help. <laughs> that I've got to say, that's a recycled Fraser joke, which you fucking uh, hate. No, but Johnny, I haven't mentioned Fraser for a while. Get it yeah, in there. No. Getting in there. I mean, we might as well have a full, uh, full bingo card today. Um, yeah. What's Biffy news? There's, there's, there's no Biffy news. Um, oh. the, Biffy Clyro. There you go. That's I've mentioned them, so it's, that's close enough. <laughs> Sold. Hey, you gonna go see him on that small tour? I've got tickets, but I just don't think it's gonna happen. This is the thing. Yeah. So um, they've announced a tour. It's, it's literally called the Fingers Crossed Tour because nobody knows <laughs> if it's gonna go ahead. I, um, I like. Cheek. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's in April. So I mean, mm. they're playing like sort of thousand seater venues, which is um, that's small f- for for Biffy. Um, so I mean, the, the that's where you want to see, isn't it? That's where you want to see the immense. Yeah. Um, so the demand for tickets was super, super high, and I literally I managed to score tickets on my way down to London, or just before I was on to, on the way to London for the last rehearsal that we did. Mm. I was sat in Darlington train station car park. I feel like you. I remember you saying that actually. I'd refreshed the page for about an hour. Honestly, the tickets had gone through three times. Right, got to check out, like clicked the OK button, and it like was checking it, and then it was like these tickets aren't available, and I was like, why? Like we've got through the entire process of like choosing mm. the tickets and all that stuff, and to get to the end and it not be there was just horrific. So, um, but I was like, I'm not giving up. There were because the, I'm in a an appreciation group on Facebook and um, all the people in there were like, keep trying. I promise there's still tickets there. I've just got them. And this was at like 20 to uh, 10 when, when they were getting them. So I was like, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep trying. So I went and I retried and retried and retried. And eventually as we got into Darlington Station, I managed to get them. So um, I've got tickets for Sheffield, but again, it's, it's in April and I just, the closer it gets, the more likely it is that it's just not going to happen. I'd like to think that they would reschedule rather than just cancel it altogether. Um, it's all about getting rooms and stuff in it, man. It's um, Yeah, that's the thing, like yeah. Rescheduling at all. Oh, that sounds horrendous, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if, if not, I have got tickets for um, Munich, which is uh, the end yeah. of next year. Nice. Because um, my, my best friend uh, lives in Munich for work. He's back in the UK. He's been here all, all of this year because of the circumstances. Um, but he now lives in Munich for work. So um, As, I was is, like, he, is he affected by Brexit in any way? Not to get too thing here, is he? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, he's... I, I had a mate who was working out in Holland for, for a car company. 
Right. Can't remember which one. Uh, oh, I think it was Volkswagen, pronounced correctly. Funnily um, enough, um, he used to work for, for them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, I'm sure it was Holland. Might have been Germany, it'd make more sense. Well, I can't they're, remember. They're, anyway. Their home base is in, in Wolfsburg, which is... Um, Yes, that's right. Um, because Wolfsburg, the team, are sponsored by them, and there was a big thing right. with the Bundesliga Germans, like about because their their main fan base is all working. Everyone works in the factory, and they were yeah, shouting yeah. before the factory was out, like in in the Europa League, and they were like playing to like empty ground. But yeah, like he he was. I'm sure he was working. Out, it might not. It might not have been. He was working out in Europe, and basically. Yeah. His fell apart because it was like we can't because there's so many people from the uk working out there right we, we can't keep everyone so we, we came back right no um i mean he's still got the job so it's Good. uh Good yeah him. yeah i mean i think because he's been back in the uk for so long he has to pay like an extra tax thing because he's getting taxed twice but he was like at the end of the day he'd much rather be here and with his family than be alone in germany which would just be an absolute nightmare for him. I'm, I'm pleased he yeah. came back. Um, and to be fair, the company that, that he works for, they're aware that he's back, obviously. And they're like, stay there. Like, until it's completely safe and everyone's back in the office, like, would rather you were safe and you were back in the UK. So It's nice um, to see some, some companies actually taking that on as, a, as like a moral responsibility because a lot of absolutely. companies have just been like, get back in here, start working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, he would have. I mean, there was there were times I'd assume where he wouldn't have been able to go back anywhere because there wouldn't have been flights. But um, there were certainly times where he probably could have gone back, but it mm-hmm. would have been more of a danger than than it should be. So yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, there was there was a point to that somewhere. Um, yeah, so I'm going to see Biffy uh, with with him in in <laughs> Munich. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, so the the problem is is that that falls well within something that we are trying to maybe go for so i've got now mixed feelings about wanting to get that thing because if i do i'm gonna to have to somehow figure out that mess but um well as in getting to munich um just selling the tickets because it's oh that um, yeah. yeah it's the the thing that we're trying to get around that time next year is um one of the dates is that munich date so i would have to not go to munich um if we got that but i mean I, i'm not trying not to think about it because we haven't got the thing yet so um i'd rather w- wait till that's a problem before i mean this is totally unlistenable podcasting because nobody knows cross what i'm going on about bridge. at this point cross that bridge and you get through man oh absolutely yeah so um but yeah i mean I, either way they'll be playing in the uk next year so i should be able to go to that when that gets announced yeah, and um, for the for the proper arena tour, so I will see them at least once. Fingers crossed. Touch. You haven't seen them many times, have you? No, only five. Uh, to five. be fair, I can't take the piss here, man. I, I've seen Paul Rogers twelve times. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, they're slowly making their way up to the band that I've seen the most. Before that, it was um, you know the Union with uh, Luke yeah. Morley from Thunder, yeah, and and Pete Shoulder. Um, I'd seen them six or seven times. Two of them were a complete coincidence. I, they were out supporting Thin Lizzy and Whitesnake, and I just happened to have tickets to both of those shows. But I was like, get in, this is my favourite band, and I'm already going to the gig, so that was uh, handy. But um, yeah, it's uh, obviously the Union aren't a thing anymore because Thunder's back on the road. When, and, uh, when you saw Thin Lizzy and Whitesnake, 
who was Marco playing for that night? This was this was two separate gigs. Oh, I thought you okay. I was gonna say because I, um, I, I think I know he, he did, but I think he did both at one point. I don't know. Right. Um, and, I think at the time he was playing for Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy, yeah. Um, there was. There was a guy that looked like he belonged in the Sheepdogs that was playing bass for for White Snake at the time. Uh, right. see if I can. Uh, Michael Devlin. Yeah, I am. Um... I think. Oh, okay. Oh, Ma- yeah. Michael, Michael Devin. Um, maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, Michael Devin was was playing bass with uh, White Snake. I saw I saw Tim Lizzy um, with Marco playing bass uh, support. Uh, Guns N' Roses in 2012 in Liverpool and uh, someone I knew had nabbed one of the like the fucking like A1 size or A0 size or whatever those massive in fact it's, it's sat here next to me it's huge like Phil's it was about six foot tall nabbed one of the arena posters and um, when they were getting rid of it they were like oh do you want it and I was like yeah yeah go on I'll, I'll have that and then when I was touring with Marco he came, <laughs> he, came he popped into mine while we were in Liverpool and he, yeah. did I, is that, did I play that? And I was like, yeah. And he, he signed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to think that like, he didn't ask and was just like, oh, if I played it, there you go. <laughs> like, uh, but I, you know what I was like? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, circle. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty damn cool story to be fair. Having, you know, the bassist yeah. from, all of those bands come into your house and just sign your poster <laughs> just cause and the funniest thing like Jess was asleep, like still asleep because she, well, she works in a bar and he came, he came around early in the morning for something I think he came around for ginger I was in fresh ginger we were both yeah, yeah. and um, and when I got back off the road Jess was like was Marco in our house and I was like yeah and she was like oh I was asleep <laughs> such is life man still remember being uh after after the gig in in germany in frankfurt and uh for some reason like we we played the like in this massive like think um download third stage size arena tent like it it was it was huge um so we played that and then we were just kind of mooching about we went to see marco because he was playing after us which was again one of the weirdest things in the world to play our set and then go right should we go see marco because um because how many people do you know that have been in thin lizzie and white snake <laughs> yeah um the weirdest part was he had two musicians with him one used to be in the band that i used to be in and uh one of them we supported in the same band <laughs> um so two two Geordie musicians on the road with this American with it's just bizarre. Um yeah. but yeah, so then we ended up at uh that hotel. Oh yeah. I have yeah. no idea how it happened. We were just wandering around. I think we tried to get back into the arena because we thought there was still stuff going on. And then Elaine. Yeah. Um and then we just ended up at the ho- at this hotel bar with the the organizer of the festival. Um, like not not eating just like, nachos, not just like someone that worked there. Like she was like the, she was like the boss. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, she, she is music messer. Like yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Do you want to come for something to eat?" And we were all like, "Should we go?" And it was like, "Well, get yeah." Like, <laughs> There's like, free free food and drink. We were like, "On we go." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, we didn't have a tour manager either. We didn't have anyone there. 
And like, yeah. as if we'd have gone back and it's like, how was it, boys? Did you behave yourselves? Uh, yeah, well, we invited out by the organizer, but we said no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you playing at? <laughs> Hi. Um, and then Marco came down for like a few minutes. He was uh, a bit knackered and wanted to get some sleep. Um, but it was just weird to be like at a dinner and then there's Marco Mendoza stood yeah. there, you know? Yeah. Um, he's the nicest guy uh, in the world, man. Like, well, he's a proper cool dude, yeah. He's a very cool guy. He's one of the nicest guys. You know, like when you kind of, um, I think when people get like an image of, of people you see on stage, it's like not us being like this superhuman thing. I mean, to be fair, is his story is incredible. I'm not going to dive into it too much, but his, 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 uh, like his recovery story from, from being an addict and stuff is just inspirational. Um, and uh, he's just like a super nice guy who wants to help me help fellow musicians. You know what I mean? Like he, um, he's always like when, when I toured with him, he was always inviting me up for a jam and stuff. And I thought he, it, you could have just as easy not done that, you know? Like you could have you could have just gone, well, who, who cares? You know? Yeah, yeah. Good guy. I know he, he expects a lot from his uh, his band. I know when we when we saw them, I think uh, Mickey had made some mistake like early on in the set, and I, like the the. The death eyes that Marco gave him were hilarious. I was like, bloody hell, I'd hate to be in his shoes right now. Yeah. yeah. I, saw, I saw him give one of his drummers absolutely down the banks after a gig, and I was like, right. I don't think I should be here for this bit. You know? <laughs> it's just, mm. man, I'm going to go. God, when I saw um, I saw Toto a few years ago, um, 2015 it was, we'd literally played um, Lechlade Festival, which is uh, obviously down by Aaron, with um, Status Quo, on the Sunday, Monday, we travelled back. I got out of the band van and hopped into my dad's car at Ferrybridge Services, then went to Manchester to see Totos. I hadn't had a shower all weekend. I stunk, and I was right down the front, and everyone was probably really pissed off at me. But um, <laughs> I saw Toto that night, and um, the drummer, who was it that was playing with them? It was like a really prominent session guy, because, I mean, they all are, aren't they? Um Steve Gadd. It wasn't <laughs> Steve Gadd. It was a much younger version of Steve Gadd. Um, Toto Drummer. <laughs> I know exact. Shannon Forrest, that was who it was. Um, and it got to the outro of Rosanna, which is like this big jam section, and it's like got ups and downs all over. And he just completely missed the oh, ending. It, it was all over the shop. Like, as a musician that knows that song, because I've listened to Simon Phillips play it, over and over i was like that's not going well and i saw steve lukather like mouthing off to him and just being like what the fuck was that he's <laughs> I was a, like, bloody hell he's a mouthy fucker as well steve lukather yeah i was like i'd hate to be him after that show because i bet they got off stage and he just absolutely went on him you know what i i love those things i like this um there's uh paul guerin from the choir boys man um, he was from your neck of the woods, I believe. Or he sounds like he's yeah. from your neck of the woods, yeah. Joseph. I know Spike is. Um, for, yeah. From... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, I think he's a... Is he a Sunland boy? Maybe he is. Um, who gave him his number? When I met him, just instantly put his, his number in my phone. And I've never tried to ring him or anything. You know, you just go... That's quite cool. Drunk, <laughs> Give him a call. Um, How drunk was he? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> When's he sober? He was... Yeah. Um, he, he was uh, at this point. We were comparing the weights of mic stands, <laughs> so um, 
and he was he was telling his techie off for bringing him the wrong one. But uh, he he told me a story about when uh, um, Paul Graham was playing for. Oh shit! Who did he used to play? He used to play for someone really big. Um, to, I'm on the Google at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the singer from Def Leppard. No, no, it wasn't a down and out. Right. Michael. Michael Schenker. Michael Schenker, right. He was with oh, Michael Schenker. And um, he, uh, he, Paul, Paul said, me, me dad had died like the day before. And I thought, well, I, there's not really a lot I can do. I mean, LA or wherever I'm at, you know, he was in a, in a big festival in the States and we're like second headline or whatever. And uh, he, he just like he said, I just lost it, kind of lost it a little bit. And like, I was like, oh, fuck it. And, I can't. and he said, and Shanky came over and gave me a real fucking hard time about it. And uh, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And he said, like, um, like, he didn't really kind of interact with me on stage anymore. And I was thinking, all right. So, so after the gig, uh, I came off stage and uh, I went back into my dressing room and, and, and Michael's wife, you know, knocked on the door and said, Michael wants to see you. And he said, so, oh, Christ, okay. So I went I went down the corridor and I went into his, I went into his dressing room. And this was the last thing I was expecting him to say. And he said, and I looked at him straight in the eyes and I went, you're a fucking cunt, you, Michael Schenker. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, but he, he led me down this path of it was going to be like this real heart to heart. Like and it was fun. You're a fucking cunt, you. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that he ended it with Michael Schenker, like yeah, like he didn't know he was called Michael Schenker. Uh, like it, that's uh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, bloody hell. Anyway, enough right. names dropping. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and now that we've dropped enough names to fill fill a bucket, um, it's time to head over to the tiniest little bit of Album Club. So last week we listened to A Nod Is As Good As A Wink To A Blind Horse. Most of us did. Well, yeah, I, um, <laughs> by Faces. Um, and it's now Johnny's turn to pick a link to an album uh, that he didn't listen to. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently you've got a good one, so I'm, I'm expecting good things from you here. Well, it was um, co-produced or engineered produced by the same guy, uh, Glenn John. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was released in the same year, 1971. And I want to hazard a guess. See, I was just, I literally, I went to look at it because I was like, if Johnny hasn't thought of one, I might have to like, if he doesn't <laughs> no. have time, I'll have to think of one for him. But uh, I was literally on, on, it, on his Wikipedia looking at the albums that he recorded. Um, Green John's in 71. That's a tough one. Uh, is, is it Clapton? I know nope. a lot of Clapton. Was it Zeppelin? No, you're getting closer. Ooh, Deep Purple. Did, did you do any Deep Purple? I don't know. I'm just kind of naming classic rock bands at this point. Closer again, but, but only a little. Uh, who's Next by The Who? Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that... Townsend, I think, is credited with, with producing it. But he, mm. uh, John engineered it. And, and Yeah, yeah. And it was the same year. And I, I kind of, I thought, I thought to myself, I'm sure, I'm sure that was released in 71. And it was, and it was going to be, um, who's next was going to be like the, uh, another, uh, rock opera, like Tommy, right. like old Lifehouse. 
But then the the basically what what Townsend wants to do with it, the technology wasn't really available at a price that was profitable. He wanted to do this kind of like multifaceted media rock opera with Lifehouse, and then um, the 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 songs that were going to be on it kind of just appeared on Who's Next, and and then subsequent Who albums. But it's one of my um, it contains some of my very favourite Who songs, and I thought, yeah, that's great uh, album. That'll yeah yeah man, um, won't get fooled again. As I in my opinion, one of the best songs ever written. Yeah, I know. Absolutely, yeah. To put it on, it's got everything, man. It's got a, a killer vocal in it. It's um, it's got light shade. It's like all all the fucking noise in the world, and then it just goes to nothing. Um, and it's <laughs> yeah. got one of, one of one of I think one of the most iconic drum fills in it from from Mooney. Yeah. That's yeah, killing them. Also, Barbara O'Reilly as well, which is Barbara O'Reilly. Yeah, absolutely stonking song. Mint tune. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, to, I want to cover Barbara O'Reilly, but I've got like a an arrangement for it that I've had in my head for about ten years. Um, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you that off screen in case we yeah. get around to doing it at some point. But I've had once, this arrangement for it in my head that I've thought that I think that could be really cool. I once saw a Blue Man Group cover Barbara O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a mint cover as well because then. Yeah. At the side of the stage, they've got this giant grand piano that's sort of like sectioned off. Like, so there's like bits of words to mark out, like what the kind of chords are. And they have this like massive malice, and he literally just smacks it to make the chord. So it's like the most visceral piano sound you've ever heard. Um, so obviously, they come in with these uh, with backpack tubulums on, is what they're called, um, which is just it's a drain pipe that make notes. Um, so they come out playing them to the sound of the synthesizer and then one of them literally just scores and smashes the chords into these pianos um Ooh. it sounded mint um so yeah that was uh that was nice yeah one of my um, my favorite singers man roger daltrey yeah i, I think probably one of the most underrated He's very underrated and cormac doesn't like him which no. really shocked me. I thought Cormac would be a, a, a Daltrey fan, but he, he doesn't like him at all. In fact, I think right. he actually like actively dislikes him. Mm. Uh, discussing singers with with uh, Professor Neeson. Yeah, he's odd, isn't like I I never pictured anyone to dislike Roger Daltrey, especially oh. as a vocalist. You sort of go, really? You're like, okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I yeah. mean, maybe he's not anymore. <laughs> I'm not sure how well he holds up. I haven't seen. Because, right, this is the bloody I really think he's annoying all right, thing. still live. I, I haven't seen him live, but the stuff I've, I've seen, seen is I've seen them four right. times. I saw them probably about five years ago. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's like Elton in that same way. The, the range yeah. isn't really there. Or Steven Tyler, like that range, that killer range he had as a younger man, isn't there? They're yeah. hard songs to sing as well. The heart yeah. and soul of it is there, you know what I mean? And I, I think... Um, like I've I've seen bands where I've kind of gone, oh, why couldn't you have just tuned half half a step down for that, you know? Like, and just give give him an easier task. But yeah. it, I don't know. I don't know if they do any of that. But they, it's like the, there was at no point that I kind of went, oh, probably best leave that out tomorrow night, Rog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The annoying thing is, my sister saw the Who at Glastonbury, right? Um, the last time they headlined, I don't know when that was. Um. But I have not seen The Who live, and right. it annoys me that she's seen The Who live and I haven't, and, oh. you know. Next summer? I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, maybe because uh, Connor's supporting them, isn't he? So yes, it's it's kind of like Captain the stone. Like me, me mum and dad. Um, apparently, I have seen the stones, but I was uh, I was uh, I was a month away from entering the earth. Um, <laughs> you felt the uh, vibes yeah. of the stones, which is enough, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that's why you uh, came out the way you did. Yeah, could be, man. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'd like it's it's one of those things. Like it annoys me that I've never I never saw BB King. You know, and and you know when you mm. think. These bands, they're not lasting forever, you know. Yeah, so. I'm annoyed that I didn't get to see Tom Petty. Was was my That's big one. That's my, uh, you know, I had the chance for Hyde Park. Right. I didn't go because of ticket prices and the size of the gig. Like ninety thousand yeah, yeah. people in a field doesn't really appeal. But then I was like, the year later he died. So yeah. it's why I'm going to try and make the effort now to see, you know, the Aerosmiths and the Stones and the Who's and the everybody. I'm, you can. Hang, I'm hanging on for Buddy Guy, man, like you wouldn't believe, you know what I mean? Again, Buddy Johnny, Guy. once again, he played Hammersmith, like, what, two years ago? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't afford it, man. Why um, did we not go? Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, I, I, I was skint. <laughs> um yeah, buddy guy for me, man. But uh, yeah, Aerosmith, man, I, I went to download and I don't really do festivals. They're not, they're not massively appealing to me. But I had to go and see Aerosmith, man, because I know I know a lot of bands go, oh, it's the last time we're doing this. And then, like, you know, six months afterwards, you go, oh, that was fun, that. Let's do it again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if Aerosmith come up again, I want to go see them with Rivalsons, man, because Rivalsons... Yeah, it'd be are- really good. I mean, yeah. my only thing was, like, I, I have to see them. Now, the reason I put them up in the past is I'm not a massive fan of where they're at. Now I know they use a lot of tapes and things, and I don't know, it just feels a bit more like an arena show. But, I mean, it's yeah. obviously still a great show, right? But... um. It's the same with all those bands, you know what I mean? The Who's the same thing, the Stones are definitely the same thing. It's kind of like going to the mall or like, you yeah, know, Madame yeah. Tussauds, going to see yeah, a wax model yeah. of the band, you know what I mean? I, but, uh, I, the, the, the parody, the, the, the biggest tribute. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I saw the Hoodoo Quadrophenia, man, and they had like a 12-piece band, like they had a rhythm player, a, a percussion right. player, like horns, vocalists, and... You know, I've I saw I've seen them without it. You know what I mean? I've seen them like just as like a six seven piece or whatever it is. And honestly, man, like if you came away going, oh, well, you know that wasn't. It was fucking amazing, man. And anyone that's well, the who don't try and do like um, like you know, like the Stones and that try and do like a Madame Tussauds version of what they were in their prime. They do like yeah. they've kind of adapted it, right? The Who. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, it's yeah. A bit different. Yeah, and I not like. actually, man, this is one one of the best things from seeing The Who, where um, Townsend was playing away, and then um, he had some, I don't know what it was wrong with his guitar, but he was having some kind of problems, and he kind of just looked down at it like this, gave it another kind of go, and then kind of went, threw his hands in the air, Daltrey kind of turned around to him, and he kind of put his arms down by his side, looked to his tech, <laughs> took his strat off, and just went, bang, and smashed nice. the door, and I was like... I saw Townsend smash a guitar. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Is like that's the difference. Yes. Is he, he, he doesn't do that as a novelty because that's what he's sort of famous for. He doesn't like, do it anymore. Yeah, no. Exactly. Yeah, um, which is a good thing. Like you know, it's it's not sort of done to death. Like it's it's because he's genuinely annoyed at his guitar that he's done that, not because everyone expects him uh, to destroy you know his guitar. Because never, never saw a fucking guitar like move so quick in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but literally, as it hit the deck, he was there scooping it up. <laughs> See, I'm still got. I don't know if I feel like I told. Oh, here we go. This is where the the new bingo uh, entry comes in. Is I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before, but uh-huh. when I saw Iggy Pop. Yep. It was just after he'd uh, he'd had a massive injury. He'd, he'd like jumped off stage and nobody had caught him, so he like broke some ribs. 
Um, and so he didn't jump off the stage, which is like something that he was massively known for and was still doing well into his 60s. Um, I was still annoyed that I didn't get to see him do that, even though that's, you know, that's what he was famous for was the whole jumping off stage. Yeah. I definitely did tell that story because I'm pretty sure I was on about his bloody guitar, uh, his, his vocal tech, and he just kept knocking over his microphone stand and running off to the other side of the stage, and his poor tech had to come back on and lift his microphone stand up, we walk back over and just knock it over again, it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, We've just like, recruited his bass player as a fan, Joe. Have we? Mm. Tom just right. sold all his bass rig and his Rickenbacker to him, and he sold him on Keylock. <laughs> no way. Nice. <laughs> We've got one of the Stooges, here we go. <laughs> I can love the Stooges. Yeah. Right. It's um, it's that time again. It's, it's the time, the final time this year. Um, it's time to head over for some lemons and peaches. This is the segment that Aaron always seems to forget that he has to do. <laughs> even yeah, though we've done it every week. Um Fucking okay, I agree last week for getting for that album. Never have drinking yeah. lemons and peaches. Can my lemon um, be doing lemons and peaches? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I should probably mention before we go into proper lemons and peaches, um, we had a comment last week because last week's album club, we were talking about the faces and um, Aaron was on about a bassist that had played with a few folks. Um, we had a, a comment on YouTube from The Expensive Wino. Thank you very much for commenting. Uh, the basis was Jimmy Ashhurst. Yes. Um, Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. You um, mentioned about a bootleg of uh, Chris Robinson and, and some other folks at. Phonefoot uh... with David Crosby. Yeah. He goes, yeah. Uh, he said, uh, What's Phonefoot? Why the fuck are we called Phonefoot? Chris went, You know, when you have a piss and you leak on your shoe, that's Phonefoot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, he mentioned that apparently the bootleg of that is uh, well worth a look into um, for that show. Um, so yeah, Lemons and Peaches. This is where we take something about our week that we did not like, which is our lemon, and three things that we did like about our week, which is our peaches. But this week, it's our lump of coal and our three stocking presents because it's Christmas, and that's the closest thing I could get to shoehorning. It's, it's our lump of coal, which is our lemon, uh-huh. And th- three stocking presents, which are our peaches, because I have to shoehorn Christmas in somehow because we have not mentioned Christmas once this Christmas special. So, all um, your birthdays. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned what dates they are, but that's that's about it. Yeah. Um, so, I, I'm actually I've got my lemons and peaches rod down this week. Oh. I was I was well prepared. Um, so unless anybody's got got theirs prepared, go for it, Joe. You've never so, I did a couple of weeks ago, but I think that's the, that's about the only time. Um, my lemon this week, or my lump of coal, I should say, <laughs> Christmas special, um, is that for the past few weeks, um, we've been dealing in the house with the fact that the toilets just aren't working properly, um, which is just never a fun situation. It takes about... 15 minutes for the toilet to refill so you can flush it again um and then the bottom the, the downstairs toilet is is just completely stopped filling up so that that can't flush anymore um so it's just been annoying to deal with that for, for a few weeks because it's something that i am 
quite particular about is I like to know that there is a decent working toilet that you don't need to have like a knack for to flush. Um, it's one of my like major annoyances is that like, I mean, we recorded in a studio a few years back in, in a different band and it was like some people's house and then there was a studio in the back garden and you had to go into their house to use the, the lav because there wasn't a lav in the studio. And I got in there, did my business and then it's like, there's a knack to flushing this toilet and I don't know it. Um, so I literally spent like 15 minutes just like trying to get this thing to work and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. So um, having a non-working toilet is uh, is grim. But the upside of that is it is getting fixed tomorrow at the time of recording. So, um, and lemon and the peach. It is, absolutely, yeah. So um, my first peach is, is a pretty big one um, and has got a new job. Hey. Yeah. Um so I mean this year she's had four four jobs altogether. Um wow. one. She started out in the restaurant that she'd been in for ages um for, for a few years. Left there to go kind of work for Amazon doing uh, courier stuff, but that job was just ridiculous. Um she was having to get up at half three in the morning and drive to Carlisle, which is like yeah. sort of an hour and a half. Um, and then I've, she wasn't getting back till like half six at night and then she'd have to go up to bed at half eight. So I've got um, a weird story about Carlisle. Yeah, go, uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> so she, yeah, she left that and then now currently she's working uh, another delivery job. She's doing food delivery um, because there was a job available. Um, but she's just got a job at a PR company, and so she's now an AV assistant. So she's doing something creative, which is exactly what she wants to do. Um, unfortunately, she does have to kind of work for the Tories because she's doing a lot of, uh, sort of PR PR stuff for them, which you know isn't ideal. But she has got a job, and the best part about it is that she she played the coming home video in her interview because that's uh, something hey. that she co-edited with me, and so now I can claim that the coming now home coming video. Now coming home is the official Tory party. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, so it got it got somebody a job. So um, there you go. that's uh, that's a very good peach for me. Um, second peach is um, is sat behind me. Has been the entire episode. Um, I was very lucky to get a lovely card in the post from our fan, uh, Kimberly. That was my peach. <laughs> well, tough, because I've taken it. Um, so thank you, Kim. I, I received it. Uh, it got here safely. Um, lovely card. Thank you very much. Um, and I'll need to get it back up. Wonderful. Um, third peach is that um a couple of weeks ago i mentioned that i was starting to learn a theo katzman song on piano um the good news is that i i have finished learning that song i can now play it in full which is um it was it was a challenging song to learn it basically made me unlearn the way i play piano <laughs> to a degree like it's completely different to any way that i've ever played piano because it's it's proper piano um so that was that was nice to 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 get to learn so yeah those are my lemons and peaches. Who's uh, who's going to go next? I have a. Was that a gong? It was uh, my water bottle hitting uh, uh, my glass that I had my um, Jack and lemonade in. I have a. I have a particularly. I think a very sad lemon man. Um, a friend of mine who I'd never met, but we always said we were going to meet. Oh. 
Um, and we we kind of had a few uh, loose plans to maybe play together or, or do something together. Um, Joseph Morgan Field, he was only 56. A gem of a man. A gem of a man passed away suddenly. Uh, and it left me feeling really, you know, and you just go, oh, God, like, it just, it's empty, you know. Um, Newborn daughter and everything, it's sad, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah re- released, um, really getting like a music career together as well. And um, he was uh, he was one of my kind of links to the Morgan Field family. And he was very supportive about what I do with the Ed Unser's Blues Band. And he was... If ever I was doing anything and, and felt like I needed just somebody kind of on in the camp to kind of go, don't worry about it. He was the guy, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. when uh, the headhunters toured, fathers and sons, um, he he said like if we were going to trust anyone with it, it would be you guys. And and uh, yeah, and it, again, just released this song, and we like we always said like us, you know, at some point I was gonna go, we were gonna go to Chicago, and he was gonna show me round, and he was. I, I, we talked about the idea of he, him coming to the UK and like the headhunters being his backing band. I was going to play harp. Uh, yeah, and I, it's just really sad, man. Um, so that's that's my if it really counts as a lemon. That's my that's my lemon. Uh, my my peach. Uh, my my first peach was that um, Kimbo sent us a card, our uh, like fan liaison, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Fan club, um, so thank you very much for that, Kimbo. Very much appreciated. It is sat. Uh, I haven't got a, I haven't got a, a mantelpiece because uh, I'm in a flat, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's on my it's on my window ledge, which is kind of acting as the mantelpiece. Um, I had another piece there. I've fucking forgotten the bleeding thing. Um, oh, someone offered me a gig. <laughs> it's uh, a very big gig uh, that for the headhunters. Um, but you know, you go. When's uh, it? In February, man. But like you know, I, it's it's socially distanced. Whether like that or not, I'm not sure. But you know, when you go, I kind of put off playing these things, and I just want to play. You know, like I so badly want to come up and just. I've play. been holding off them. I really hate the idea of a social distance gig. But. Same. I think it's uh, one is kind of starting to outweigh the my my kind of disdain for the idea of a socially distanced gig is now kind of being totally outweighed by the fact that I just want to play. Live. But I guess the thing, done it of like, oh, I'd rather wait till you know it's more of a celebration and we can come back and it'll feel you know magical again. Or now it sort of feels like where you kind of it's got that time period where you just got to adapt. Yeah, um, yeah, and my. Do you reckon my... you can get like a microphone in a mask? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, man. Yeah, um, I just hope I can remember how it all, how I would do it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been nearly a year, man. What's happening? Like March the first. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. The longest I've I've been since I've been yeah. a proper gigging musician. It's the longest, yeah. the longest I've been going. Um, and then my last peach, I've just totally fucking forgotten. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, it was Jess's birthday, and we went to Chester Zoo. Nice. Um, it looked lovely. One of the leading zoos for conservation, um, and uh, they've just got a new habitat for lemurs. 
Nice. And, uh, yeah, they're cutest little fuckers, man. It's like a back cross to the cat. Like they just like a bit of badger in in the mix. And you know what? Like I like going and learning and stuff. Like I like I think it's it's nice going and just kind of going. Oh, look at that animal. You know, like it's it's nice. But I think unless unless you're kind of taking something away from it, you kind of just go up and it's some at animals. You know. Mm. Um, yeah. And I did learn a lot, quite a lot about lemurs and, and their natural habitat in Madagascar, and, and the fact that there's, all, there's only so many in the wild now. And yeah, I think it's very important to have that kind of conservation work because humans are garbage and we're ruining everything. Um, so yeah, did that, and it was pretty good. Oh, and Ever- Everton won last night. Everton are back to winning ways, so <laughs> I'm relatively happy. You're still not doing great, though, are you? No, no, we're, we're doing okay, man. Everton, we're doing all right, man. We're, we're fifth. They, they the showed league. me today the table at work. You're not doing that great. Fifth, fifth, fifth in the league. It's fifth. Nah, and everybody it's remembers who comes fifth place, don't they? Listen, we've been shit since I was born. Everton have been fucking garbage since I was born. We've had little spells that I've thought maybe this is happening. Maybe we've got to a couple of cup finals and stuff, and just fucking flapped it at the last second. To be fair. My boss is an Arsenal fan and he's fuming. <laughs> <laughs> he's fuming. Yeah, Mikel Arteta, man, I feel a bit sorry for him. But we're playing them um, Saturday. Oh, so he's going to come into work crying then? Okay. Uh, I, I hope so. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Great, um, Aaron, it's uh, my go for my lump of it coal. It is indeed. Yes, I realised the other day how much gear I've accumulated this year and I've been waiting to fucking actually play live and i i haven't been able to even use um mm. it's not the same playing in a room is it um absolutely not no and even that Without, friend of the other people it's kind yeah. of it's almost yeah. this you know when you still get to play it's kind of like not to be too lewd about it but it's kind of like the difference between masturbation and actual sex you know what i mean yes, like there when there's other people there but um, I, I got like uh so that through three oh i had it in time for the winter's end but because Tom left it by a fucking radiator, the neck was bent, so I couldn't play it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the uh, I got the Fender Deluxe, which I can't even play it on because it's so fucking loud. And that's like one hell of a fucking link. So that's getting a bit shit that we can't play live, and it hits home every time I see the guitar and the amps and stuff. And it's like, oh. yeah, yeah. But, um, that's pretty shit. And then what's the good things, Joe? What do we call them now in this Christmas special? This is our 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 stocking presents. Time to stuff it. <laughs> sure, stocking. why not? Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, you've got you got stockings. Look at that. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh. I love it. It's a fucking lie, is what it is. Lie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not being good cats this year. Um. I think, can I, just to interject on your Peach? Yes, please do. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like every day that goes by, we're a step closer to getting together and just letting loose, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I really want us to get together without much of a plan and just yeah. go, hmm. let's just play. Let's just, we, we walk into the room with nothing and we come out with songs, you know? Because yeah. like, I, I think some of those jam sessions, like nobody's business came from that kind of thing. Mm. Um, I think dopamine came from that kind of thing, you know, yeah. like those, like rich man's these songs that like have come, we've accumulated i think it'd be nice just to get together and go let's just fucking play you know let's just start yeah. that's another uh center uh, stuffing for me like uh 
like uh, just to be a, like you know what I mean like I actually want to be able to take all the songs we got anyway at the minute especially from the last session because I think there's some good ideas there you just need a lot of like um, space and time you know what I mean clarity yeah, um, yeah. I think there needs yeah. to be clarity I think it's one of those things that musicians really miss sometimes is the, is the clarity of the what is it we're trying to get across it's too easy to just mm. go yeah that'll do it's done do you know what I mean like it's kind of like when people listen to your work they don't go yep you know what I mean? You gotta go. You gotta perfect it and perfect it and perfect it. So, yeah, um, that's actually something I really look forward to doing is taking everything back as well and doing that, as well as taking yeah, new ideas yeah. in. Because um, then there's a lot of the older stuff we can actually rewrite and rework as well. So, that's a peach. I'm gonna steal both of yours and I'm gonna use that Santa stuffing to say thank you to Kim. Please don't say that. That sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> Stocking. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, Kim. And yeah. uh, have I got another one? Um, you can have another one if you want it. You're wearing a fucking funky shirt, man. That that should be peach enough. It's quite peachy, isn't it? Yeah, man. It is, yeah. Oh, and I'm still allowed to the pub, which is like the only, only circle in the whole of my area. Every single uh, borough around me is tier three now. Right. But, Is yeah. that literally all the governing bodies of Oxfordshire have just forgotten free? We are they... actually, um, Oxford's actually been very uh, good number wise. I think oh. we're at the top of the country. Fair enough. Nice. Fair play. Um, so. Well, before oh. we finish up, I want to hear some Carlisle stories. Uh, whatever Johnny's got to say. <laughs> I had an extra peach. Um, okay, go on. I played play seven aside football every Tuesday night, and I won Player of the Year. <laughs> What? Congratulations! I know I, a, goal, a goalkeeper is that? I can't believe it. Uh, so Carlisle, <clears throat> I was going through Carlisle. Can't remember with which band. Um, it definitely mm. was though, because I don't think we've been through Carlisle, have we? It wasn't us. It wasn't us. I well, went. The only way we would have would, would have been to go to Glasgow, but I don't yeah. think we, we didn't in stay or drive in Carlisle. No. We went. No. We went to T Bay though. We did, did we? yeah. Love that, love that place. Um, so I was in Carlisle. Um, I was I was uh, in a Weatherspoons getting breakfast, uh, and uh, I went to the loo. They've got you know refillable coffee, and I and I, I made the most of it. And before we were leaving, I went I went for a wee, and everyone knows the rules, don't they? All the gents, we know the rules uh, with the cubicles. You know, like there's you know the uh, the the urinals. You you if, yeah. if if there's a few. Right, so this this chap comes in, and I'm kind of minding my own business, and then as I'm as I'm having a wee, this fella goes, <laughs> looks me dead in the eye. Wow. And, goes, and then not saying anything, not saying a word, backs off, but maintains eye contact, and I am stood there. Willie and Hand, horrified, <laughs> horrified, and I, and I was like, I don't know. That is that a have I been? Was that assault? What, what's just happened? Do I report this? What is going on? It was the weirdest thing. And then I went and washed my hands. Very kind of. That's top my story. I should have gone first. Like, and then, but he stayed in the loo, just like. That's Fair. all he does all day. That's his job. Just yeah, yeah. giving me the nod 
And then I kind of went out. I kind of went out like, like, what's just that? I went over and said, well, "You, you're right." And I was like, "No." <laughs> I mean, look at it this way: at least it was a nod, and not, you know, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a nod as good as a wink to a blind horse, mate. What's exactly. That? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then so every time I hear Carlisle, I always think, "Oh God, that weird man came." Of some bloke checking out your penis. Yeah, that's uh, that is slightly strange. Bit bit odd. And then I, I went and kind of gingerly told the bar staff. And but the bar, like the, the guy behind the bar, kind of looked at me as if to say, "Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah." And, and I was like, "Oh, that is that just, is this a customer here? Like, ah, new people. We must go and check out their their <laughs> genitals." <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 do my Carlisle story because I oh. actually do have a Carlisle. Before you go, Aaron, um, okay. to sort of because so you, you better not have as good a one as Johnny because otherwise it's, it's not as good as Johnny's. Good. It's going to be like a yeah. Um, we'll end on the high of yours. <laughs> nice. Um, I actually saw Dave Evans, who was the original ACDC singer in Carlisle, and we were on the front row, and he knighted me with his microphone stand. So That's a nice story. Yeah, yeah but I, when is. I want to try and do that from the front of the stage, you, you don't want me to? Yeah. I see. That's almost what that bloke wanted you to do with your Willie Johnny. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> it was nice. cold, man. You know, I, I, like, I just, like, well, surely I, that's even uh, better for you. If, if you weren't, at, you know, if you weren't at full tilt and he's still giving you a nod, that's uh, really a compliment. <laughs> oh. So, uh, I was playing Glasgow to Academy with um, Blackberry Smoke, and one of the oh, most annoying, the, uh, you had your moments of name dropping, mate. Um, <laughs> The most annoying thing about playing with that band is they like to be there for breakfast and have breakfast in the venue. It's awful. Right. So mm. they can set up their stage. The crew can have breakfast, then set up the stage at midday. And then they it's ridiculous. And then there's seven hours till doors. But anyway, they like doing that. But anyway, um, so we ended up rehearsing in London, in Easton, and then driving all the way up to Carlisle, we said, we'll sleep at Carlisle. We got a cheap hotel. It's fucking cheap. And then we were going to do Glasgow the next morning, right? Get there for breakfast. Mm. Uh, we checked into the hotel very late at night. The bloke didn't want to let us in because he thought we were gay because we all had long hair and men sharing one room. Uh, we went into the room. The TV was chained to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the, shower, <laughs> the shower dripped. But yet they remembered to put a chocolate on the pillow of the ke- of the bed, right? Which is like fucking hell. Like get the shower to work first. Then me and Sonny had to go and ask for uh, batteries, and he didn't like that. We weren't allowed batteries. I don't think I think that didn't help with the gay thing either. Yeah, I but can what, imagine. What were the batteries? Oh, I know. You the, the TV remote. The TV remote, Johnny. Don't, it wasn't what the guy thought. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, anyway, we got about twenty minutes into Family Guy, and we had to leave because there was a drug raid. Bloody hell. So Why did you it? have to leave? <laughs> <laughs> what were y'all packing? <laughs> it wasn't us, it was the hotel owner. Uh, right, bloody hell. I'm in the airport yeah. and I'm like, that dog's friendly. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nice boy, and he fuck off. You know, I did get sniffed out by the dog at the um, Texas border as well. Mm, sunrise in Texas. Okay. But yeah, so that's my Carlisle story. 
Fair, fair enough. Well, um, a bit of admin before we we finish up. Um, we're taking next week off because we're not releasing a podcast on Christmas Day. That would be stupid. Um, but we'll be back the week after because that's going to be New Year's Day that we'll release it. Um, so we'll nurse your hangovers with our sweet, soothing voices and stories. We, we um, could do like an, an ASMR version. <laughs> yeah, hi. Yeah, Super quiet. I'll get nice and up close to the microphone. And, uh, yeah. Um, so that's that's the plan for the, for the podcast. Um, I think that's about it, really, for for admin. I think I was just just clearing up when we'll be releasing stuff. Um, yeah, so I mean, basically, um, have you a know, this year's been, Christmas. Yeah, this year's been a bit mental. Obviously, I mean, the, you know, the speech has been well overdone about you know, thank you for helping us on, on this mental year. But um, you know, thank you for listening to the podcast. I mean, this has been one of the only things that we've been able to put out this year, and it means a lot that people have um, have taken it and 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 listened to it. Um, it's been something that I've wanted to do for for quite some time, so I'm I'm pleased that it's it's worked and it's um you know it's doing okay. It's been well, um, you know. So thank you, thank thank you. Yeah, for absolutely. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you to you boys for for helping me and and coming on every week and chatting shit and um. Well, I'm king of that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's uh, yeah. I'm just giving you an outlet, isn't it for for yeah, big time magazine shit rather than. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I. At least you haven't started singing uh, back in the New York groove on the podcast yet. Because I'm back. back there in we go. I do feel like uh, Won't Get Fooled Again is going to be the new band song, though. I think that's going to be Band in Your House soon. Yeah. Yeah, probably. After yeah. listening to it, Who's Next this week, I reckon that's going to be No More. Yeah, definitely. Especially because there's so many parts that you can sing, like you can sing the drum fill, you can sing the wow. Oh, scream <laughs> <laughs> all the rest um it's got a kill yeah. flying in it do 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 um that so yeah, that, about, <laughs> that about wraps us up for, for this year um hopefully next year we'll play more shows than make we'll play more shows we'll make more music we'll release more music fingers crossed touch wood oh, um we will no one yeah so we will yeah um so yeah and then we'll be here to to tell you all about it as and when it happens you know that's that's the kind of beauty of this podcast is we can when when it does happen we can talk about it on here um you'll be getting the first looks of um of what we're doing um so yeah we'll we'll see you at and next, if you next year. Followers on social media or the fan <laughs> pages as well we do, we don't yeah. run fan pages so if you just want to go on and and be that you know do fan things and gone yeah so you can search uh, you can search for the (laughs) keylock is it the traveling rock and roll fan circus i think that's what it's called Um, massive base with the answer (laughs) hi um that's run by kim and magoo who are absolutely great people Mm -hmm. lovely we're starting to kind of really build a community on there we've got people that are sort of promoting their own thing on the group which is totally fine um i've seen a couple of posts from different bands that are a person in there which is great i love to see it um so yeah we're, we're at keylock the band or slash keylock the band on everything we're on which is facebook instagram youtube twitter um go follow and us be a, and the, yeah um search for the keylock podcast on spotify we're on youtube if you listen to it on spotify um and, the and we'll, we'll see you 
Yeah, well, and the website, yeah, we've got keylockthebands.com now, which is um, which is great. Um, you can buy merch there. You can listen to the podcast on the website. We have our own page on there. Um, so, yeah, that, that wraps us up um, for this year. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this. Um, so we'll see you next year, which is technically now the other side. So we'll see you there. <laughs>